Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into another episode of Train, Eat, Repeat. We hope you guys are having an awesome week. Andrea, as always, is with me. Hello, hello. And uh, we're having a great week. We hope you guys are having a great week. If it's your first time here on the podcast, welcome welcome on in. Um, if you can go back and, and listen to, this is episode 56, so you actually have a lot to catch up on. Uh, but just some great, great information that we want to share with you throughout these podcasts around training, nutrition, and mindfulness, some of our own experiences, not only as coaches, but in our own lives and journeys as well. And we'd also love to hear exactly what you guys want to talk about or want to hear about. Um, So that way, these episodes speak to you, and we hope that they do. Um, So you can get let us know what you want to hear, either by leaving a review on the iTunes podcast app. Um, also, make sure you leave a star review while you're there. The more that you do that, the more we get the word out. And share it with a friend. Share If you think this podcast will resonate with someone that you know, go ahead and share it with them. And the majority of these podcasts are relatively short unless we have a special guest on. We're talking like 20 or 30 minutes. So literally, you can put it on in the background. As long as you leave with a good few good tidbits, uh, you're good to go. You can also find us on Spotify. And then you can also find both of us on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. So just Andrea Sage, Tyler Ferrant. If you look us up, you can find us. Um, and uh, we'd love to connect with you. Absolutely. So, And don't forget, if you're in the Metro Detroit area, we are doing our Saturday social run, walk, bike, scooter, uh, all the dogs, whatever yeah. you wanted to. <laughs> it's Saturday at the drafting table in Wixom at 1230. This past weekend, we had three dogs with us and it's just fun to you know see each other that we haven't seen in a while. And then we meet back over at drafting table for, you know, a beer or a coffee or whatever you'd like just to chit, sit and chit chat. It is mostly beer, but <laughs> but the dogs definitely needed water because they were dragging. It was almost 90 degrees uh, this past weekend, which it will be cooler uh, this Friday, actually. So it actually will be pretty comfortable out there. Mm-hmm. So we'd love to, or excuse me, on Saturday, we'd love to see you there again, 1230 in Wixom, Michigan. And if you're not in Michigan, that's okay, too. Uh, just I would We would highly suggest, and we talked about this last week, trying to get back into a social realm or social event um, now that, you know, and as long as you feel comfortable, obviously. And as long as like, you know, you're vaccinated or even if you're not just being, you know, you feel comfortable, safe, right? Um, Because it is such an important aspect of health and something that we probably have lost sight of um, because we've been cooped up inside our homes for so long. So um, today's discussion, I don't even know if it necessarily has a a real topic, Um, but Andrea and I had a pretty good coffee conversation this morning. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also it's, it's sort of a, a, sort of piggyback off of the post I had on Facebook, which a lot of times I'll share um, thoughts that we'll talk about on the podcast, on Facebook, um, and and just about our coaching philosophy. And we started having a conversation around the fact that it it seems like there's this fascination or this, um, this, I, I, I guess, obsession with the fact that if you lose weight, you will be happy. Yeah. So many times we talk to our clients that we say, what, what's your goal? Why are you looking for a coach? And they'll say, well, I want to lose 20 pounds. Well, why do you want to lose 20 pounds? Why 20 pounds? Why does this specific number on the scale mean happiness to you? Well, and I think, I think the number one reason why people think that is because of what 
the world has society. told them is important. The society has told them it is important um, because I was the same way too. Like I read men's health magazines when I was growing up. This was before like Instagram got really big and Facebook. I'm kind of aging myself here, but you know, I looked at those and I was like, this is what uh, guys should look like. This is what uh, women want, you know, from a, from a sex appeal standpoint. And, but nothing in those from what I remember ever talked about, like, you're not happy because you look a certain way. They're happy because of the habits that they put in place and the lifestyle that they live that makes them look that way, right? It was always about the the exterior, not about the interior, right? Um, and I don't know. Did you feel the same way? Like Absolutely. I think, I think women in specifically, I think there's a lot of societal uh, pressure on women to look a certain way and to wear certain clothes to be a certain weight. And if you're not, I think you're considered lazy because mm-hmm. you don't care about it. You know, you don't care about your appearance where I think we have to remember what's going on inside and that our lives are very different from everyone else's. And when you look at Facebook and Instagram, you're seeing the best of the best. Mm -hmm. You're seeing a filtered picture. You're not seeing the wrinkles. You're not seeing the stretch marks. You're not seeing the grind that goes into all of those pictures. You're just seeing the end result, the one picture. Well, and you're seeing a snapshot in time. Yes. Like the rest of their life, those could, they could actually be miserable people. Like, yes. And I'm not, I'm not wishing that on them. And I'm not saying that that's everybody, but we all have our struggles, right? And, and to think that it almost creates this, this, uh, reality that, that is like, so false and so dipped in fiction and and you believe it right because we're constantly inundated with it oh we're fed so much information we're fed you know you should eat this to look like this you should do this workout to look like this you should do your hair to look like this you should wear this makeup to look like this and it's all been fed force fed to us that we need to do a certain prescription to look a certain way and 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 that when you start to look that way, that you will be happy. Right. I think. I think that's happiness. That's is at where. The it, end of this. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like. Like. Yes. It, it may be great to look like X person or have abs like that person or a bigger butt or whatever. But I think what it all ties into is happiness. Mm-hmm. And so when we were talking with clients and they're like, I need to lose, tw-, and they were so specific, which I do love because like to say like, I just need to lose weight. Like, okay, well, let's have an obtainable goal. But but then again, I, I we had to question, but why 30? Like why 30 pounds? Why, what, how is this going to change your life? Fast forward three months from now, like not just the weight loss, let's say you lose it, right? And we, and we've had numerous clients lose weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But it wasn't just the weight loss that made them happy. Mm-hmm. Right. And and this focus of, well, I'll lose the weight and I'll feel better. Right. Is is sort of the wrong thinking because there's no guarantees that you will feel better. I've met numerous people that have lost weight, whatever your goal is. I'm just using weight loss as an example, but they have lost weight and still are mentally miserable because they had to endure or they had to change their habits as such that it's not enjoyable anymore. And they had to give up a lot of the things that that they enjoyed in order to have that sort of 
goal that mm-hmm. they that they wanted so badly. We all know a person or we have all been that person that has done that strict diet where you eat very minimal calories and you restrict yourself from anything, um, any social event because you know you won't be able to drink or you won't be able to eat something that might be there. And it's so restrictive. And we get to that uh, where we can wear that dress at the end of, you know, whatever that time frame is. And we put that dress on and we're so excited. And then we go back to normal and eat our normal food pattern and do our social events. And we gained that weight back and we feel miserable. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because we haven't changed the habits to make it sustainable. You know, we're not looking at, well, what food are we eating? What movement are we doing? Why are we doing this? And do you like it? Right. Like, and to a certain extent, obviously, like you're not, there's going to be parts that you're not going to like, and it's going to be because it's foreign, because it's new. And anytime you start something that's new, it feels uncomfortable. It, it doesn't, should be uncomfortable. And it should be. Yes. Right. But I think a lot of people shy away from it because it's uncomfortable, right? Uh, no one likes to be uncomfortable. You don't like to be uncomfortable. Sure. You don't like to do something you haven't done before. But that creates change. Sure. And, 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 and it always will. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing, too, is like when you get to that weight and you wear that dress like your example mm-hmm. are you doing it for you mm-hmm. or are I, you doing it for what you think you I, need to be I, or for the other people i think more, more times than not people are trying to appease to an appeal to what other people want from oh, them 100 right? i think people think well if i wear this dress people are going to think i look great and maybe i'll turn whosoever's eyes to look at me or maybe my husband will think i'm beautiful or maybe my friends will like me better because i'm thinner mm-hmm. or uh, this is how i need to look because everybody else looks this way yep Right. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that weight loss is not a good goal to have. There's obviously numerous health benefits to it. And I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I don't like to look good. Right. Like nobody will ever tell you that. But what I'm what we're trying to get at is that when you were sitting down and trying to formulate your goals, we would almost have you prefer you to focus on creating habits that make you feel good. Focus on feeling good first. And I guarantee you that if you start to work on those habits that make you feel good, you will start to see progress towards those those sort of metric goals, if you will. So size four pants and 20 pounds of weight loss. You know, we the other day I, I posted up a um, it was sort of a uh, exit interview for a client that I'd worked with. Uh, we've worked with over the past, uh, I would say, even like six, seven, eight months. Um, and she lost weight. And and the big and the question I asked is that what was the biggest things that you got out of this program? The biggest thing. The biggest things. Thing biggest or things, thing. right? Yeah. Biggest thing. Weight loss was number three. And what was the first two? The first two were self confidence and a better focus on my goals. Now, most it's human nature, right, to always lead with the best thing that happened to you. If somebody were to say, "What's the best thing that ever happened to you?" You're not going to say the the best thing third. Right. Right. No. And she emphasized at the end, self-confidence was built. So, yes. And in the middle, weight loss gained strength and muscle. Okay, those are the things that most people strive for when they start on a health journey or that's what they feel like is their goal. What we really want to get is the fact that you have the self-confidence that you can do this and that you are worth it. 
We also want you to have a better focus on what your goals are and not just that, but how to obtain them, right? And it's not through crash diets and it's not through working as hard as possible. It's finding what works for you and also makes you feel good. So yes, you do have to struggle in order to make change. You do have to get out of your comfort zone in order to see change, but you also can enjoy that journey a lot of the time. And so if, and and this also speaks to like around like eating, right? So are you eating to feel good? Meaning like, I don't have brain frog and I don't have bloating and I don't have diarrhea and I don't constantly feel like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a blimp, right? Or are you eating so that you can provide some aid to your feelings? Those are two very different things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so when I say do what feels good, I'm not saying, oh, well, McDonald's uh, McFlurry right. sounds eating amazing. I'm just going to go eat my emotions away. Right. No, like because you know that that short term euphoria, that dopamine rush from that McFlurry is going to lead towards it, it's short term and it's just going to make you feel even worse in the end. And, and to a certain extent, people don't know what you don't know, Right. If you've never felt optimal before, and I know that's a very blanket term, but like where like sleep is on point, you have tons of energy, you feel younger now than maybe you did like 10 years ago. You don't feel bloated. You don't feel bloated. I mean, all the list of things, ailments that, that people deal with because they think that it's just normal. They think it's just, oh, well, that's my age. And that's, and I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. Oh, I'm older now. So like back pain's normal or... You know, I have to uh, take a drink each night uh, just so I can can sleep sleep, better, right? And and like I just want to like grab them and like and and like shake them. Mm -hmm. I don't do that. I don't harm our clients. I promise. (laughs) But the thing is, is like you're doing that because you think it's going to give you a feeling. But they also don't believe that they can they can achieve that result by right. doing something different. And right. that's the huge thing is that our clients don't have the confidence in themselves to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. It's a very hard thing to change habits. Very hard thing to change habits. And so while people will say, well, you guys are, are personal trainers, which I've, I've talked about before, how there is a difference between a wellness coach mm-hmm. and a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And we are wellness coaches. And the biggest difference is, is that I'm more concerned where where your head is at versus where you are physically, like like your actual body itself. Because I believe, and I think you do too, that if you don't change what's up here in your in your skull, Nothing else is going to change. At least it's not going to change for the long term, right? Agreed. Absolutely. For sure. So how many people have you had that race to a goal only to go back to where they were before? Oh, uh, tons of people. Tons of people, you know, and it's, we all know those people that they set out, well, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and I'm, you know, I'm going to jump in all, all in and they do. But they, they focus on that goal. They might reach that goal, but then they go back to a normal Life, when I say normal lifestyle, they go back to their old habits. And we don't want people, what we teach is sustainable long term habits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal. Right. We want you to be able to flourish well beyond. Now, does that mean you're never going to fall off the wagon again? No, of course you are. Like I have, you have. Yeah. Everybody we've ever worked with, like we, we follow up with, and they 
always tend to hit a snap foo. I think that's just life. Mm -hmm. Like life is an, is a never ending, um, set of speed bumps that you have to navigate. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think at the end of the day, they are more equipped to deal with those speed bumps because they had the ability to do a bunch of trial and error, which comes down to the next, the, I think one of the most important pieces is not just redefining what your goals are and, and focusing more on the feel good first and, and knowing that what that looks like, I know it's a blanket term. So, you know, feeling good first that leads to the result. But then I think also uh, the other piece you have to look at is, Am I, uh, I lost my train of thought there for a second. Dang it. You go ahead. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get it back. When when you are understanding what your goals are and understand that you have a certain path to go down to reach that goal, um, that you are defining what that, we always ask our clients, what does three months look like for you? And what do you see at the end of three months? Because we want to understand what their mindset and where their mindset is and how they are uh, attached to our program. So a lot of times they'll say 20 pounds lighter. Okay, well, what does that look like? Well, I can, you know, grab clothes that are in the front of my closet instead, or in the back of my closet instead of the front of my closet. I don't have to buy clothes that are smaller. Okay, and how does that make you feel? Well, I don't have to be on my blood pressure medication and I have more energy. Okay, now we're getting into some really true emotions deep down as to why they want to make this change. So 20 pounds is just a marker for them. It's not the the end all. I want to make some lifestyle changes so I never feel this bad again. I just want to feel good. And that's what the one resounding thing we hear from our clients is I just want to feel good. Because so many people feel uh, bloated. They don't feel comfortable in their own skin. They don't feel pretty. Mm -hmm. They don't feel loved. They're very negative, and we have to change that mindset for them. We don't have to change that mindset. They need to want to change that mindset for them so that they can believe in their own selves again. And I think it's the difference between a need and a want. Yeah. Right? For sure. Like, those two things are totally different. Like, to say, I need to lose weight means that it probably isn't really your goal. Like, it really isn't, like, something that is important right. to it's you. Not, it's, you're doing it for something else. You're doing it for something else mm -hmm. or someone else. Mm -hmm. When you say, I want to, mm -hmm. that's intentional. Mm -hmm. That is, it means more to me than anything else. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes to live a healthier lifestyle, to feel better. And I think, too, we, we, we have to ask the questions, like, what does feel better look like to you? Mm -hmm. Because if you haven't been there before and you haven't felt that way, how are you supposed to know what feel good looks like? Right. And that's why measuring success more than just the scale. Like, are you sleeping better? Do you have more energy? Do you feel like you are per, you're more productive at work? Do you feel like you're you're dealing with less stress? Mm -hmm. um, uh, and, and among many others that we ask people, because that's also the piece that will sort of validate all of these changes, however hard they may be. And ensure that you're going to keep them going because then it's like, well, I could enjoy X drink or, or meal or whatever, but I know deep down that that's not going to make me feel good or it's just not the identity I, ident I identify with, not mm -hmm. to be redundant. I don't identify with that person anymore. That person ate their feelings or that person made decisions based on what other people were doing, like social pressure, things like that. I'm making a decision for me. 
And I think I, I think what you what you're saying is so powerful because you have to understand there's so many programs out there that are cookie cutter programs. You know, join my weight loss group and you're going to lose 20 pounds right away. And if it doesn't work for you, you look at yourself and you're like, well, why, how did I fail? Well, you know what? That wasn't the program for you because you have to find out what the program is for you. You have to be, we said this many times, you have to be your own advocate and you have to not be afraid to fail because it is trial and error. One of our, I was just telling Tyler, when we were running this morning, not one of my clients, not one of our clients is the same. Mm-hmm. They are on very vastly different programs. Each of them are each individuals and they each have their own struggles that are completely different than anyone else. And our discussions are completely different in our one-on-ones. Um, but that's that's that should be that way. Absolutely. Because everyone is so unique, but they are their own advocates to say, you know what? Okay, I liked this, but I did not like this. And we can say, okay, this is what we think you should change it to and try this and see if this works. Like even even if we never even reach a, a you know the goal that everybody wants weight loss, uh, we just had a client who literally had gone through the gauntlet of every single diet in the world and still was not happy. One because of the results that that never came, or maybe they did and they were fleeting. But working with her for three months, she literally said that she felt the most balance she'd ever felt in 57 years. Mm-hmm. 57 years mm-hmm. of night, of feeling like you're out of your skin, feeling mm-hmm. like you're always trying to do this or that because this person said it's the best way to do mm-hmm. it and I I you know I trust them so I'm going to try it myself and then it fails because it just doesn't work for you. Right, she had said that she would wake up in the morning and would want to eat but her friend said no you shouldn't eat because this is what worked for me wait till, you know, a certain time in the day to eat. And she would wake up and she would feel so guilty and put herself through the ringer because if she ate something. And then at the end of our three months, she was so, she was, she's in such a happy place and such a balanced place. She's never felt better. She's never had more energy. She has the confidence to do this on her own and that she understands that what everyone else says might not be her best option. Mm -hmm. She knows what is best for her body. She even said, she goes, I know that I am eating for my body and my body alone. And that you can't put a price on that. You just can't. Because even though she may have further goals like down the road, she's already built the self-confidence and has the intuitive sense to know what's best for her. Like that is gold. Like, and that's why like, we can give you all the tools and the resources like like and that's why people hire coaches mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. is that they come to us because we te- are supposed to have the answers mm-hmm. right and we do we help and we guide do. you through we them. do help yes. you guide through them but every single time we ask you a question it's to have you to have that light bulb go off and say oh i never thought of that that way or ooh i actually do feel better when i do x but that just means that you have to be willing to try, though. And Hiring a coach, doing a program does not guarantee results unless you're the one that's willing to put the work in. And that's another question we ask, and I think you hit the nail on the head, is um, we we always ask them, where's your motivation at? Where's your, where's your uh, do you feel like you can, you, you why do you want this? Because we want this for you but we can't do it for you. We can't put the hard work in unless you want to put the hard work in. Mm -hmm. We can tell you, 
you know, do this and move this way and correct this and, and eat this and blah, blah, blah. But if you don't want it, we can't go anywhere. We're at a standstill. And if, and if you're not willing to do it, maybe you have to ask yourself if what you're working towards is actually that important. And is it for you? Is it for you? You know, um, and, and that's, again, speaks to why you need to seek out the right coach. But I think you first need to seek out inside of yourself why change is important. And is it more than just this, what's being shown in the scale? Is it more than just how you'll look in X dress and have everybody sort of admiring you? It, deep down rooted, what is it that is going to drive you to change? Because it has to be you, nobody else but you. And if you want to stay the same, that's okay. That's okay. We that's... will. I will never judge anyone who says, you know what, I'm comfortable with who I am. And, and, and most of the times, the people that are comfortable with who they are in terms of like not wanting to change, um, they're typically in a, in a good place, you know, unless there's some insecurity and like you're a little bit scared of change, which change is always scary, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I would say that the, the biggest thing that you need to figure out is, you know, what, why do you think that losing weight or whatever your goal is, is going to make you happier? Why is that number the end all be all to your happiness? Right. It's the same thing with money. People right. say, if I have more yeah. money, I'll be happy, yeah. right? Yeah. And and I like to say money just doesn't make you happy. It, it makes things easier, more accessible but for you. But not happy. But not happy. No. Because I know tons of people that have tons of money and are still miserable, Right. Mm-hmm. We see it all the time in, mm-hmm. in the uh, the rock world. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like people who are really dealing with some inner demons, but yet have all the fame, all the glory, all these things. Um, and, and, and I almost coincide losing weight, looking a certain way and money because they're 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 attractive. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. they're they're status symbols. Exactly. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. So to, to sort of wrap things up. If you will, and I know this was a little bit of a, a a back and forth, but I hope we came unscripted today. Yeah, I hope you got some some good things out of it. In terms of maybe asking yourself some questions, mm-hmm. like what is it that you're working towards, and why is it important? Do you actually feel good? And know what that definition looks like. Like just write down all the things that make you feel good, or all the things you think are going to make you feel good. And are you doing this for yourself? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And how self confident are you, right? That and it's you, okay if you're not. Yeah. Because that comes. That comes with the mindset shift. It comes with the change. Once you start believing that you can make this change, however how small or how big it is, your self confidence shows through, and you start believing in yourself. And then you start looking. Well, I'm not going to eat that because I know I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I don't need to eat my emotions. I need to eat to fuel my body, to get me through this workout, to get me through this day, to make me feel like I have more energy. And no, I don't need to have this toxic conversation because I'm a positive person and I can do these things on my own and I don't need the validation from you. And when you start to make the changes, your choices will be validated when you do fall off the wagon. What I mean by that is, is like when you go and, you know, you go off the rails, you make an emotional decision to eat something that you know isn't going to make you feel good, but you need it, right? You're like, oh, I just, whatever, I'm so stressed out. I'm just going to go off and do this. You're reminded of why you made the decision to not eat those things the following day in your workout, or maybe you didn't sleep really well, or maybe you were just, your stomach was hurting you all, all night long. And then all of a sudden, that's that's your body saying, hey, 
that's not you. No. I that's felt, not like me. I felt really good. And then you went and, right. you know, exactly. messed it all up. Yeah. And it's not just your body telling you that right through the symptoms, but telling yourself in your head, that's not like me. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the best things that you can say to yourself. That's not negative either. You'd say, oh, I was really stupid and I decided no, to do this. Because no, because you made that conscious choice. It's not stupid. You made that choice. Right. And you suffer the consequences. So you pick yourself back up and you get back on your program. And by saying that's not like me, it, it it's almost making it into a positive in the sense that that's not like me. I know what I need to do back on the horse today. Right. Exactly. Right. right. So any closing thoughts? Be open-minded to change. Change is hard. It's uncomfortable, but being uncomfortable is not a bad thing. And and to know that failure and and success are synonymous. They're not. They're not uh, two different things. And I would almost argue that if you are currently failing, and and I know that sounds very negative, but if there's something that you're striving for and you're just not there yet, I would say you are actually closer to success than the person who decides to do nothing at all. Because it shows that you're trying. And as long as you're not repeating the same mistakes over and over again, you're making that pivot inside of your program, inside of your life, then I would say you're actually closer to success than you are further from failure. And failure is just going to be a part of it, right? I think we should end there. That's a perfect way to close it up. (laughs) You guys enjoy your week and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.